Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of the Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Grassel. I'm your host here at The Gift of Choice. And today we're on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. I want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking the time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time here with us at, at the show. You know, whether you're listening to the to the live show as, as we're live now or to the recording later, it's still your time. And, you know, my goal is always to provide great content so that you feel that your time was well spent. Now, today we have a great guest. Max Ivey is here with us. He's also known as the Blind Blogger, and we're going to hear a bit more about that right after our first break. Now, just a reminder, you can listen to all of the past episodes here on Blog Talk Radio. They're all archived for you, and they're also on iTunes as well. And then we also stream the last episode of each show to Speak Up Talk Radio. And they're always on for you. You can listen at 3 in the morning if you want to. So to be a part of this community, there's really a few different ways that you can do that. If you're here on Blog Talk Radio, you can click Follow on the show page. If you're listening on iTunes, you just click on Subscribe. It sort of really does the same thing. And I'm working on expanding the show to other networks as well. So stay tuned. I'll keep you in the loop as that progresses. Now, the Gift of Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I really want you to just take what fits for you today and simply let go of the rest. The Gift of Choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. Always, always, always want to preface every show with that little reminder. If you do need some professional assistance, please do take care of yourself. Now, the call-in number, if anybody wants to call in today, is 714-816-4716. And if you want to talk with us live on the air, you just want to say hi or you have a question or a comment, just press 1 on your phone and that lets me know that you've raised your hand and you want to be live on the air with us. And from where I'm sitting in the studio, I can unmute you, and then we can all talk. And I have the chat room open as well, so if you are more inclined to put a note into the chat box, you can do that as well. I'll be checking that from time to time as we go through the show. Now, probably for the last, oh, I don't know, past year or so, every Monday when we have the show, I take a moment, just, you know, a minute or so, so that we can all stop. We can all just just breathe. You know, we have to breathe anyway, but we so seldom just do that and focus on our breathing. Pay attention to our breathing. So if you're in a place where you can join me, so like if you're driving on the freeway, that's maybe not the best place, but if you're in a place where you can, sort of come down for a little bit. And just pay attention to your breathing. You can close your eyes if you want, but you don't have to. It's There's really no right or wrong way to do this. It's really just paying attention to your breath. That's it. 
So if you can join me, please do. As we take a breath in and out. Breathing in through the nose if you can, because that's a more relaxing breath. And then letting everything go with the exhale. Let that exhale go a really long time. There's nothing else you need to do right now. Just breathe. Breathing in. And out. Without pushing it or pulling it, just paying attention, noticing the breath coming in and going out. And as you breathe in, breathe in all the goodness that's out there for you. And as you exhale, let everything go that you don't need right now. Nothing else that you need to do. Right at this moment, just breathe. Just breathe. Whatever way is comfortable for you, just taking a pause from life for a bit. Breathing in. And breathing out. Now, as we get ready to listen to the show today, I'd invite you to take another big breath in through your nose. And let it all out. Let everything else go that you don't need right now so that you can be here, be present, be grounded, be centered, to listen to all the wonderful stuff we're going to have to talk about on the gift of choice today. Oh, I don't know about you, but I always feel better after we do that. And you know, the reason I want to take a moment every time we do a show is because life is so busy and many of us don't take just even that minute or minute and a half just to stop for a moment and just, you know, go inward, maybe relax a little bit, your shoulders come down a little bit, you feel more grounded more centered. I know it does that for me. I even can tell that sometimes I talk slower after I after I go through the little breathing meditation. So it's a good way to just sort of take a pause. Just take a break. Now that we're coming back from to the, listen to the show today. You know, I was thinking about our guest on the show today and I was thinking about how everyone has challenges and difficulties in life. I mean, that's just the way life is. That's that's what happens. But did you ever notice that some people do better in the midst of all their obstacles than others? What makes some people more resilient than other people? You know, when I was in my undergrad program, this was back in the 80s, so I'm, I'm pretty old now. But back in the 80s, this was called the hardiness factor. And resiliency or hardiness, it's really the same thing. So you might be wondering, what is resilience anyway? Well, psychology defines it as the, an individual's ability to properly adapt to stress and adversity. Stress and adversity can come in the shape of family 
or relationship problems, health problems, workplace problems, financial worries, all kinds of things. But psychologists have also found that there's a few common traits. And this is very interesting because it's not something you're born with or or could never have. It's something that you develop. So these traits, the, the sort of the common theme was that people with resiliency have a positive attitude. They're optimistic. They have the ability to regulate their emotions, you know, not be way on the, the extreme ends of things. And the ability to see failure as a form of helpful feedback. I think that's so important. I mean, life gives us lessons. I mean, really, all these things are lessons. And if we don't learn it the first time, we usually get it again, right? <laughs> we get the experience again. But it teaches us something. It helps us to grow and change. And people deal differently with difficult events that change their lives. You know, it could be a death of a loved one, a loss of a job, a serious illness, terrorist attacks, or other traumatic events. These are all examples of very challenging life experiences. So some people react to those kinds of circumstances with a flood of strong emotions and a sense of uncertainty and fear and depression. It can be paralyzing. And then it can lead to other things like addiction and, oh my goodness, the list goes on. Yet some people have the same life experiences, but they grow and they learn from it. They see that silver lining in the event. There's always a silver lining. I mean, for me, with our car accident, I mean, true, you know, I almost lost my life. I had the brain injury. I was in a coma. I mean, all those things. But... The silver lining was there. It's what brought me to the work that I do today. And I'm ever so thankful. I know it sounds goofy to say that you're thankful for having an accident, but I truly am. You know, people generally, over time, will adapt well to life-changing situations and stressful conditions. But, you know, some people never do. They carry it around with them, like for the rest of their lives. But most people learn how to adjust and adapt And then they eventually notice the lessons and learn from those experiences. Resiliency is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, like right at that time, without having to wait years to to sort of come to grips with it. And research has also shown that resilience is ordinary, not extraordinary. People... Uh, you know, commonly demonstrate this. And it's not something you're born with or don't have, you know. It's something that can be cultivated and developed. So one example is, you know, the response that many Americans had to the attacks on September 11th. Those terrorist attacks left people in different ways. But some individuals just saw it as a, you know what they needed to rebuild their lives. And they did. They didn't, you know, suffer and struggle for years and years and years. And yet I'm sure that there were some people who did. But being resilient doesn't mean that a person doesn't experience difficulty or stress. Emotional pain and sadness are are common in people who have suffered major adversity and trauma in their lives. But the road to resilience can be learned. It can be cultivated. Even after misfortune, resilient people are blessed 
with such an outlook that they're able to change their course, pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and continue on. Resilience is not a trait that you have or don't have, like I said. It involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions that can be learned and developed by anyone. Anyone can be, everyone can be resilient. Now, Max Ivey, our guest for today, knows a lot about this. He certainly has resiliency. I'm excited for him to share his story and insights with us right after our break. So I'm Bonnie Gressel here at The Gift of Choice. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce Max Ivey to you. And you're going to really love his story. We'll be right back, everyone. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now, you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click on the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by MNB Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. I'm Bonnie Gressel here at The Gift of Choice. And I'm here today with Max Ivey. Let me introduce Max to you. Max Ivey was born to a family of carnival owners in Texas here in the United States. Maxwell lost his sight at age 12. But having a natural gusto for life, Max graduated college and became heavily involved in Eagle Scouts. He also worked in the family business alongside his brothers until his family succumbed to lung cancer. Faced with his own mortality, Max made some life-altering changes. He underwent gastric surgery and lost over 250 pounds. He started his own business, buying and selling amusement rides, and learned how to blog using software for visually impaired people, among many other things. So overcoming many obstacles, Max has made a a name for himself online and now shares his experiences on The Blind Blogger. Maxwell is also an inspirational and motivational personal coach and he especially enjoys helping others find their bliss. With the companionship of his crazy Dalmatian mixed dog, Penny, Max now spends his days singing, reading, blogging, writing, creating videos, and coaching. He'd like to travel the world one day and meet in person his many online friends and clients. Max, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you for having me on the show. It's, uh, It's a real pleasure. You know, I I gave a little bit of your your story in in the bio, obviously, but there's always more to the story, right? 
And so could you share with our listeners a little bit about your journey? And then, you know, we'll get into questions and, and, and I, I've got some questions for you, but let's, let's let you just start sort of telling the story because it's amazing all the things that you've done since, since you lost your sight, especially at, at age 12, such a young age. Uh, well, the, I was thinking about your intro where you were talking about resiliency and how, uh, now that you can look back at it, you think that the car accident, while it wasn't something you wanted to go through, it did have its silver lining. Um, a lot of my progress started when I finally realized that I was no longer going to be part of a traveling carnival like I had wanted to be. Mm. Um, after my dad's death, uh, I went into a bit of a depression for a short period of time. And uh, I only only realized after... Uh, being forced to see a doctor that I had sleep apnea, that I was severely obese, and that I was probably not going to live much longer if I didn't improve my health and and do something about it quickly. Um, But one of the things I remember from that time is is that um, after my dad died, me and my brother, we couldn't keep the family carnival going, so we had to connect up with another carnival run by my uncle. And we had competed against them for bookings all my life. It was never friendly. It was very bitter. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, surprising. Family members in the same business having a bitter rivalry. But, yeah, we we did and said some things to each other that probably family shouldn't. But, you know, um, in addition to losing my dad and my best friend, I had to go work with the people that I didn't have any respect for and just didn't want to be there. And I continued going through the motions and and going out to the lots. Um, I had started doing the the equipment sales part-time online, but, you know, doing that from the road where you're using a data card and having the spotty internet, spotty phone coverage, it's not an easy way to run a business. Um, My nephew, my cousin, um, he put up a a couple of extra games the last year I was on the midway with him. And one of the games he put up used the exact same prizes as mine. I, I had a kitty high striker that gave away inflatable toys every time they played. It was a prize every time game for the little kids. He put up a similar game that gave away similar prizes and pretty much forced me off the midway. Uh, I couldn't mm. continue to make a living with my game. And for a while, I was mad at him. For a while, I was mad at my family because I thought if my dad had been alive, he would have stuck up for me. He would have figured out some way to make it fair. But I eventually realized something. If he hadn't done what he did and forced me to to make a decision, to choose between doing what I'm doing now full time and doing something that I get up every day and love to do versus doing something that I was only there because I didn't think I had anywhere else to be. I have to think back at this point in my life and, you know, I actually came to this conclusion a few years ago. He did me a big favor. Yeah. He he forced me to make a choice that I wasn't ready to make, but that was the best one for me at the time and even now into into my future. I can see it was a great choice for me. It wasn't one I wanted. It wasn't when I wanted. I would have liked to have left on my own terms, but you know, sometimes uh the Lord will will use other people to force you to take the next step and move on to the next door that he's got for you. And you know, since I left the Midway, I'm physically healthier i'm mentally and emotionally more stable i get up every morning thinking something great's going to happen uh there's always a new challenge there's always something new that i'm trying to do today or this week um 
I, I sit up late at night trying to think of, well, what, what else can I do? You know, it's, it's a much more fulfilling, exciting, enjoyable life, and I have him to thank for it. And I've told him that I appreciate what he did for me because if I had stayed where I was, who knows if I would be happy? Who knows if I'd even be alive? Yeah. You know, that that's so true. I, I always say, you know, if if you don't learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn or you don't make the changes you're you're really supposed to make, that God, the universe, whatever you believe in, sort of hits you upside the head and and, and, <laughs> and shows you. And in my case, that, that's a literal thing because I think it's upside the head. But sometimes you're right. They do send you other people that we think are challenges in our lives. And actually, they're there to really help us on our path. Yeah, they're they're there to 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 force us to give up something that's not good for us anymore and pick up something that can be wonderful for us in the future. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so Max, I'm curious now. How did you get? Okay, so you know you had the carnival business and and you were, and I think you still you know sell things online for that. Yeah, I still help people okay. uh, buy and sell amusement equipment. Just this morning, okay. I took on a new client that manufactures some two-seater simulators that they want me to help them sell. So okay. that's my day job. As, as my friends refer to it, now that's my day job. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what got you into all the other stuff that you do? You know, I mean, there, there's a little bit of a, a difference from, you know, the, the carnival world to blogging and podcasting and videos and things like that online. Yeah. What helped? Yeah. How how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, there is a big difference in it. But, you know, it, it's one of those things, as I have done all those things, I've realized that the carnival part of it helps me because it's been unique that most people aren't familiar with. And I get a lot of people who will visit one or both of my sites just because they think, well, he's in the car. He's been in the carnival business. He sells amusement park rides. He's, he's visually impaired. He, you know, there's there's so many hooks to my story that it works for me as far as people visiting my sites. But, mm. yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know, when I first started helping people sell amusement rides, there wasn't really an Internet. There was a trade publication that came out every week that you could buy at the newsstands called the Amusement Billboard. And you, if you wanted to sell something, you pretty much had to call people on the phone or write them a letter or send them pictures in the mail. So uh, there was a lot of new stuff. And basically I just started with one thing and – after I did that one thing a while, people would say, well, you, you do, you're doing good there. Have you thought about trying this? I, I started out with social media. Uh, I was actually on MySpace for a while and then Facebook. Um, and after I did that a while, I joined some groups for promoting my equipment. And people said, well, Max, if, you're, if you've got the social media, now you need to have a blog. And I'm like, well, what the heck is a blog? <laughs> so after I find out what a blog is, I start writing the post for the blog and, uh, uh, about that time, I wrote a blog post about a mall carousel down in Georgia that I sold very quickly because of a video. Uh, I was I was so happy with that sale because I managed to sell a ride, and it had been on the list of a much larger company for over a year, and they hadn't been able to find it a new home. So I was really happy, and I figured that the key there was the video. So, you know, I got it in my head. I need to do videos. Um it took me over a year before I finally recorded my first one because it took me a while to figure out a way that I could actually manage to do it. Um, and, you know, if you've seen my videos, you know that they're still on the low-tech side. But people say I'm doing a pretty good job with them. Uh, I record them on my MacBook Pro using the built-in camera. Uh, 
I got a plant, basic old Plantronics headset that I record the audio with. I use QuickTime because I really haven't figured out iMovie or any of the other more elaborate editing programs yet. And when I record a new video, if I if I get something wrong, I have to start over. So, uh, you know, the videos was grew out of the blog post. Uh, from the videos, I started doing Google Hangouts. Uh, I ventured into some other social media like Pinterest. And then, you know, it got really crazy. Somebody said, you know, you need to have a product to get people to sign up for your email list. And that's where we got into me writing the book, mm. which actually started out to be a small giveaway book and turned out to be a uh, something that I put a lot of myself into to the point that I wasn't uh, willing to give it away. <laughs> yeah, and your book is on Amazon now, right? Correct? Yep, it's on Amazon, it's on CreateSpace, it's on Barnes & Noble. And um, since I now realize the value of, a, of a, a good email list to promote my coaching and other things that I'm doing, they'll sign up for my email list. I will send them a, a free copy of the electronic version. Uh, the, the print and the autograph copies are still going to be for sale. And if after people read and, and work through the exercises in the book, after they do that, if they want to make a donation, if they feel like their life has been changed, like I think it probably will, then that's up to them, you know. But uh, I want to put the book in the hands of more people. I think it's going to help me connect with, with more people out there on a more personal basis. And hopefully I can help them take action and start come, overcoming some of the adversity in their lives. Yeah. Now, Max, and and I don't think this was part of your bio, and I, sorry, I didn't put that in there. The name of your book again is just so that people can find it. Well, thank you for throwing me the softball there. Uh, Leading you out of the darkness into the light: A blind man's inspirational guide to success. It includes my life experiences, about eleven exercises. It has my answers to the exercises that I'm asking people to complete, and it includes my email address so that they can report on their progress as they're working through the exercises, because as, as I'm sure you know, a lot of people, when they're trying to make changes in their lives, they're not exactly sure who they can tell about it. And yeah. I figure having somebody that they can talk to without worrying about uh, being judged or laughed at, somebody they can they can share their progress and their process with, I think that's something that so many more people could make more progress if they had somebody like that in their, in their lives or in their circle of friends who they knew that it, as they're going through this good, bad, whatever, they could talk to that person and not have to worry about what they say. Yeah, absolutely. I know, and I've read your book. I think it's great. It's got some great exercise in it. So, And and I did put the link to both Max's blog and also his book on Amazon on the show page. So if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can just click on that and go automatically there. So, Max, how did, I mean, obviously, the book that you wrote is kind of that's how you live your life what was the was there something beyond you were trying to you know do a free report so to speak that caused you to write the book i mean is that a message that you felt other people needed to hear i mean it sounds like it it would be well i i believe in being honest in everything that i do and the 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 straight truth is is the the book started out as a challenge from a friend of mine online who Mm. who uh, said that she didn't she thought that there that I would have that I would be able to write a book in a month to be part of an online summit the <laughs> summit fell through but I yeah the summit fell through but uh I kept writing the book 
and eventually I did finish it like a month or two after when the summit would have took place. Maybe I would have finished it on time if I'd have had the outside pressure to, of, a, of a firm deadline. Maybe I wouldn't have. I'm not sure. Like I said, I believe in telling the straight truth. Uh, if, you know, people, when they comment about my blog post, one of the things they'll say is, that, if anything, Mike's is too honest. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it didn't start out to be, you know, I'm going to tell this story. I'm going to share this, this with everybody, and, and I'm going to hopefully change people's lives. It started out to be... Uh, I need to have a a book, and this is what I know. So I started writing. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I mean, you know, and there's I tell, nothing. No, go ahead, go ahead. And, and I tell people all the time, if they want to be a writer, they you know don't don't try to write a book. Just try to write a paragraph or a sentence, you know, because once you get started, then who knows what will happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think I don't think that's so. You know, unusual for for especially for you know nonfiction books because my first book when it came out it was really because I wanted to speak at an international conference that I had been to for many years and they said that the following year was going to be the last time they were going to do their live event. That's what made me write the book at the time I did, and I thought, okay, what do I know? What can I write about? And it was really all the all the stuff the the tools and, and the strategies I worked on with my patients in my practice, with my clients. And that's really what my book is about. So I don't think that's terribly unusual. It might be a little unusual that somebody almost dared you to do it or challenged you to do it, but you did it for the reason of being on that summit, right? So there, I think that's, I think that probably happens more than not because we need something to push us, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you totally. And it, there was no like or almost to it. She did dare me. She used Richard <laughs> Branson's quote about about promise you could do it and then find a way to deliver. I don't think that's his exact words, but uh, it's pretty close to the sentiment. And you know, Richard Branson, he's been he's done it all, been around the world twice or three times. So it's kind of hard to disagree when somebody quotes Richard Branson to you. So. Yeah, she straight out dared me, and I fell for it and uh, started writing the book. But you know that's the thing. A lot of times, that's what you need. You need a an, you need an outside challenge. You need an outside deadline. You need an accountability partner. You need somebody that you know is is watching and waiting, and maybe even looking over your shoulder, and maybe even standing behind you, ready to kick you in the butt if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so true. Because we sort of get, and I don't mean you and I, but I mean people in general. Sometimes we get comfortable in our uncomfortableness, you know, and we just don't make the move for whatever that is. I, I couldn't have come up with a better a better phrase than that because that is so true. No, no matter how no matter how bad things are right now, if you live in those conditions long enough, you can become comfortable mm-hmm. with the uncomfort that you're in at the time. And I think a lot of it's because people are afraid. They're like, well, things aren't great now, but they could be worse. But they could be better. Um, but they could be so much better. Exactly, exactly. My my dad used to have a saying. He used to, and I, I'm glad that it's not one that I live by. But uh, he used to say, "Don't ever say it can't get worse because it can and it will, and it'll usually do it right after you say so." Oh, yeah. Well, see, you know, that's a, I was talking about that earlier in the show. That the difference, I think, and this is just a bonniism, I guess, but the difference to me between people who are resilient and people who are not, is is that that belief that it is possible and C 
seeing the you know the cup half full rather than half empty and the optimism and I certainly I hear that in you Max in in your voice in your story that have you always been um, optimistic I mean what was it like when you were a kid and you lost your sight? Well, I, I lost my sight uh, pretty most of it. Most of it I lost gradually. Um, I lost a lot of my vision when I went through puberty, which would have been twelve or thirteen years old. Uh, before that, I lost it gradually. Um, I don't exactly know why I've, I have come to be uh, this optimistic. All I can figure is that I was raised around people who were used to finding ways to get things done. I, you know, I grew up in a in a big family. Uh, you know, for people who aren't familiar with the carnival business, it's similar to people who grow up in families that farm or ranch or run some other f- small business. A lot of times, it's 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 you against the world. Or at least it may seem that way, you know. Um, a lot of times it's just about how do, how do I get to the next day, the next week, the next event in this day. So I think maybe it's just that I had a lot of great teachers. Um, mm-hmm. It could also be that with my type of vision loss, I was constantly having to re- to readjust to changes in what I was able what I was able to do and not do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, just imagine being a, a 12, 13-year-old kid and having to go from walking, uh, basically walking or, or running it, running down the halls of your school and then have to go to using a white cane. You know, yeah. it's, uh, so I think it, it, it you know, it's partly, partly people, how I was raised, uh, partly, the, you know, the continually having to, 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 to get past things that were in my way at the time. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I grew up, my dad and some other people in my family, they were the kind of people who said that you could do anything you wanted to if you tried hard enough and you gave it your best effort. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think another thing is, is I've been fortunate at least in in the last eight or nine years where things that I have wanted to do, uh, a lot of them have happened. You know, they're taking time and effort and maybe they didn't happen as quickly as I wanted them to. But, you know, when you have when you have success, however small uh, or however often, the more it happens, the more you start to believe that it's not an accident, it's not a freak, it's not the unusual. It's it's just you haven't experienced it enough in the past to think of it as something you should expect every day or every week. You know. Yeah, you know there are no. Um, there's a quote that I like. It says there are no unrealistic goals, only unrealistic time frames. Sometimes we expect things to happen right away, and it takes time. But it's that persistence, and and you've certainly, you know, obviously have had to have had that throughout. I mean, the the blog and the podcast and the videos. I mean, all these things in the face of um, having an an impairment, really, with with the loss of vision. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, as going back to the book, I started writing it in August, and. It wasn't available on Amazon until January sixth of this year. So, and I've and I've heard people write posts or be part of of uh, challenges online where they write a book in a weekend or in a month, and the book is live on Amazon in a weekend or a month. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't be realistic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could write the book in a week, but there's no way that I could write the book, edit it, format it, get it uploaded, and all that other stuff in a week or a month. At least I don't think so. That'd be an right. interesting thing for me to try the ne- with the next book. Are you are you taking that as a challenge, Max? 
I don't know. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've been taking on so many challenges lately that I'm I'm almost a little hesitant to take that one on. Um, yeah. You know, I recently I recently recorded this online course where I tell people how they can also do radio shows and podcasts like like me and you are doing here. And I gave yeah. myself oh, yeah. a little unreal. I gave myself a bit of an unrealistic goal. I let my accountability coach, uh, the guy who gave me the idea for recording the audios, his name is Michael Babcock. He's a good new friend of mine. I let him talk me into an unreasonable deadline of two weeks. And Mm. I met the deadline. But on Sunday night, the 19th, when I was through uploading the audios, I felt like I had been in a fight. I felt like what it might feel like to run a marathon since (laughs) I've never done that either. But I just felt totally wrung out. And spent, and I, I I think I understand now what it means when an athlete says they left it all on the field. Mm. Uh, you know, so you, so it, it was probably three or four days after I finished uploading the audios before I was really ready to start doing the next step as far as getting people to review them and start to you know to help get people lined up to help me promote the the online course. Um, and of course, you know about it because I've been trying for the last three days to send you the files so that you do. <laughs> Yeah, hey, technology, wonderful. Yeah, it's great when it works. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great when it works. That's why I was glad when you told me we start. We're going to start the show off with a meditation segment because after the day or so that I've had with uh, with my email and with some other stuff online, I was very happy to have five minutes to just not have to think or do nothing. So I really appreciate you doing that, and I hope the listeners appreciate uh, taking that time with you every Monday. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, you know, that kind of brings me to my next question uh, for you, Max. What, I mean, how do you keep yourself, I mean, how do you rest and play and do all the things that aren't work? I mean, I know you've got a lot on your list, but do you take care of yourself in those that whole self-care piece as well? Oh, yeah. I uh, I do at least, I get at least 30 minutes of exercise every day, sometimes more. Uh, I have a crazy dog, Penny, who you, who you mentioned in the intro. Yep. Who, her, her job is to let me know when I've been playing with the silly laptop too long. So I put it <laughs> down and go to, go to my real job, which is scratching the parts of her body she can't reach or that she pretends she can't reach. Because <laughs> anybody that has a dog knows that she's she's not 100% trustworthy when it comes to me scratching her, you know. Uh I think because so, cause somebody told me that my, you know, my mom said that they often see her scratching her eyes with her hind legs. So I personally think I'm being, I'm being uh, taken advantage of, but she's the <laughs> dog and, you know, I'm her human and I love her and all. Um, I take time out to watch TV or listen to books on tape. Well, they're, they're not on tape anymore, but, uh, you know, I do a lot of, of reading both, uh, fiction for entertainment and also, uh, uh, personal development and biographies. Uh, I just started Zig Ziglar's Over the Top book, and uh, I was thinking about your intro when I, I was thinking about his book during your intro. He says 75% of the current CEOs and millionaires started off people who were who came from uh, broken homes, people who were abused, or people who started with a physical disability. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that stat, I was like, there's no way that can be right. But I listened to it two or three times, and he didn't change it. So, you know, Seventy-five percent of some of the most successful people in the world right now started off as people who you would go. There's no way they're going to end up presidents and CEOs and uh, owners of their own companies and stuff. But uh, according to his research, that's what's happened. Yeah, I, I believe that because I think there's there's a part 
of of people, I know this is true for me, it's like if somebody says something's not going to work or you can't do this, I kind of get my dander up and it gets me feisty. <laughs> it's like, darn it, I'm going to prove you wrong. And it kind of puts a little fire under me to do it. And I wonder if that isn't kind of what happens with people who really don't have very good, you know, childhoods or whatever, and they have to struggle and they have to sort of, you know, it's up to them to push through it. Kind of like, kind of like you, Max. I mean, with your physical issues, the sleep apnea, the, the weight, the weight stuff, and, and now losing all that weight. And of course the blindness. I mean, you had to push through all of those things to be who you are today. Yeah. And a, a year ago, even six months ago, I would have disagreed with you. I would have argued with you. I would have told you that you were wrong. But mm. uh, as as I have grown more into my role as somebody who can inspire people by his example, as I've grown into that role more, I've come to understand that yes, what you just said is 100 percent true. I'm I'm here where I'm at where I'm at today because I'm one of those people who doesn't mind a challenge, doesn't. Uh, doesn't get phased by somebody telling you you don't belong here, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, when I, when I started my first website, the Midway Marketplace, I actually had people who uh, looked at some of my first work and said, I don't know why a blind person is trying to run a business where it's all about the visuals. There weren't a lot of them, there, but there were enough of them that, you know, if I were the kind of person that, that shied away from people like that, then, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to continue running the business. Luckily for me, I was at a point where I didn't know that I had another business in me, so I was dedicated. I was invested. I was at that point where this is going to work or else, because if it don't, where do I go next? Yeah. Yeah, it's – I think so many people, and this is just my opinion, but I think so many people sell themselves short. We all have that ability to – you know, to burst through those challenges, those barriers, those obstacles in our lives, because they're going to be there anyway. So you can either, you know, lay down and take it and and, and say, okay, I quit, I give, you know, uncle, whatever. Or you can charge through it. Everyone's got that ability, and, and that's that resiliency piece that we were talking about before. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that uh, another thing that helps people like me and you, is that we tend to attract other people who are also resilient people. And mm-hmm. I think that a, a lot of people who are having trouble, you know, getting started, taking that first step onto something new, or, or they've tried in the past a few times to, to do something different and it just hasn't all worked out, I think a lot of that is because of the people in their in their lives or in their circle. They don't have that uh, one person or that group of people who are supportive of them and and uh, helping to keep them going you know i recently had a weird experience with my blog you know i most of my family is either in the cargo business or they've been in the cargo business at one time or another so i figured that they might be a little uh what's the word uh, not maybe not understand the blindblogger.net and the posts that i write over there but strangely enough they like the blind blogger more than they like the midway marketplace Really? They appreciate yeah. They appreciate what I'm doing over there more than they appreciate what I'm doing as as a matter of fact, I don't know that in the last in the last year, I don't know that there's ever been a time any of my immediate family or or closely extended family, you know, like aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, cousins. I can't think of a time in the last year or so where any of the people in that group made a comment about something I did on the midway. 
But every time I see or hear from one of my family members, they're talking about something I did for the blog or the YouTube channel. Oh, that's um, great. You know, and that's not, that, you know this, that's not usual for most people that are trying to make a living as a blogger or online business person. You yeah. know, there are usually a lot of people in their circle who are like, what is that and how are you ever going to make a living at it? But yeah. I've been I've been pleasantly surprised um, to the point that, you know, it seems like whenever people come over to my house, it seems like the odds are somebody's going to leave with a copy of my book. And that's yeah. that's not for me trying to give it to them or sell it to them. That's just, it seems to happen that way. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I'm sure they're very proud of you. And the other thing is, I wonder how many people, you know, people maybe like you and I, and there's tons of people out there who uh, who like have their own business or whatever. I wonder how many people look at that and say, gosh, I wish I could do that. But but they don't think they can. Yeah, you're you're probably 100, 100% right there. A, a lot of the misunderstanding about people running their own businesses probably has to do with their friends or family who wish that they were also taking chances like that but just don't think that they can. So yeah, you're probably right mm-hmm. on. You're probably right on. But I, I still think it's, it's it's still I get a you know I get uh, I get a strange reaction. I get chills sometimes when you know people in my family will you know will mention something that I just did like uh, just just this week I posted a you know me singing uh, uh, you've been too gone too long which is a Randy Travis song. And a lot of them mentioned that over the over the last week. It's not professionally recorded. Uh, it's a cappella, but it's me doing something that I enjoy doing. And of course, I didn't mention that earlier when you were asking about things I do to to provide myself with down downtime. But that's one of the things we used to do when we were in the truck driving from town to town, and it's something I do I do now to to uh, help myself relax, to distract myself, and. Uh, apparently, people seem to like my voice because I've even had some people download the 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 audio or the video, but not care nothing about my blog message. So, oh, that's cool. So you know, it is cool. Yeah, and and I'm glad and I'm glad that you did talk about the singing because I know that's one of the things that that sort of feeds your soul and and that creative side of you and gives you that downtime from from work. You know, it's important, and I know that you know this, it's so important to have good health, to be successful. And you've been through a bunch of things, I mean, with the sleep apnea and the, the weight stuff and, I mean, all those things. What is your um, take on how important maintaining your, your health just is to being successful in your business or whatever it is that you do? Yeah, well, that's... Uh... I appreciate the question, but me and you have talked about this before, and you know that I honestly believe this. It's it's something that is uh, deep down in my heart. If you're not physically healthy, then there's very little that you're going to be successful at it, at in life until you address whatever your problem may be, whether it's a uh, actual physical part of your body or it's obesity or sleep apnea like it was for me, or say it's some sort of mental illness that's caused by a physical purpose. There's uh, so many things can be wrong, but it, until your mind, body, and your and, and your spirit are, are in line or at least close to being in line, being successful at uh, have at having a close knit family, running a business, uh, doing the work that it takes to get a college degree or even a high school diploma is not for at all uh, for somebody who's not physically right. And mm-hmm. I 
honestly believe you have to continue to listen to your body. You have to continue to uh, invest time in yourself to to, main, to maintain health once you get pretty close to it. I recently had to spend time with a physical therapist because my uh, right shoulder started causing me pain to the point where I wasn't sleeping well. And as we both know, if you're not sleeping well, there's not a whole lot that you're any good at. Uh, plus, right. there are a lot of really bad negative side effects to, uh, to to lack of to lack of sleep. So, it was something we addressed. I was thinking it might end up requiring a uh, requiring surgery and a lengthy rehab, and it turned out all it all it was was uh, years of poor posture have have forced some of the muscles in my back up into my shoulders where they're not supposed to be. So. You know, we had a period of uh, massage, physical therapy, uh, some 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 strength training, and some occasional uh, naproxen, which is a mild pain medicine when I when I absolutely have to have it. But this is one of the things I continue to do the exercises that they showed me at the physical therapy. Uh, just today, I ordered some of those elastic uh, therabands because I have to have them in order to do the exercises. Um, of course, I also have to have somebody. Somebody help me so that I do do the exercises properly because with something like a joint, if you don't do those exercises in the proper in the proper uh, way, you can actually cause yourself more damage than you're trying to avoid by strengthening the muscles. So, but I, I constantly listen to my body. I visit my doctors. You know, I've got several of them. I visit them whenever I'm supposed to, every three months, six months, whatever it is. I don't hold back from them. I tell them whatever's going on with me if there is anything. Uh, it, you know, I take all the tests that they're, that they recommend willingly. And I, I believe that if, if you have a doctor and you go to him every six months or a year or go to her just, just because you have to, and you go in, you have one of those conversations where you say, okay, I promise to lose weight. I promise to quit smoking. I promise to drink less. I promise to exercise more. Now can I go? If you're having one of those kind of relationships with your doctor, you're not healthy. The relationship isn't healthy, and you either need to start uh, being more honest with your doctor and actually taking advantage of the opportunity that you have with them to to work together on your health, or you need to get a different doctor who has the attitude that it is a a partnership or a relationship, and the point is to do things on a regular basis that will uh, either get you to a state of good health or maintain it once you're there. Yeah. I mean, it's so foundational. You know, if you don't have your health, nothing else works. If you don't eat decent, nothing else. If you don't sleep, nothing else works. So it's that foundation that I think, and I think a lot of people kind of, you know, poo-poo it or they don't think it's that important, but, oh, my gosh, it's like everything. If you want to edge in your business, put in, put in, put in a little time every day with physical exercise, meditation, a good book, you know, if you want to edge on your competitor, don't stay up late every night. Go to bed early a few of them. You know, if if your health is better than the other guy's health, regardless of how many hours he, he claims to be working, it's all about the quality of your work, the quality of the time that you're that you're spending or enjoying on this wor- world. And if if you're in good physical health, if you're investing in your in yourself to to eat well, to uh, to drink water, to take some supplements if you're required to. You know, exercise, meditate, pray. You do those things on a daily basis. You have an advantage. And, you know, I I know it's cliched, but the truth is you cannot afford not to take care of your health. Um, 
You know, there's an old baseball saying that says if, the, if your legs are bad, you can forget about hitting a home run. <laughs> and I kind of think that's kind of like that with your whole body. If you're, if if you have to drag yourself out of bed in the morning, how long is it before you get to that optimal point where you're putting your best work out? Yeah. Oh, that is so true. Well, Max, you know, people are going to want more of you. I can, I know this already. So tell us a little bit more about your um your audio program that you just put out and how they can connect. How people can connect with you. What's the best way to reach you? Okay, the best way would be the blindblogger.net, and the email there is just ask at the blindblogger.net, and the phone is 979-215-1770. And I recently found out I've been giving out I've been giving out the wrong Skype uh, ID. It's <laughs> Mr. Dot Midway, not Mr. Midway, not Maxwell Space IV. It's Mr. M I S T E R dot Midway, M I D W A Y. And no, no, I can't change it. They told me the only way I could change it would be to close the account and open a new one. And I got about 30 friends on there who I communicate with via Skype every so often. So I'm just going to keep it. But those would be the most likely ways they can find me on Twitter at at, at Maxwell Ivy. Um, most web, most social media sites, I'm either Maxwell Ivy or Mr. Midway. Um, and of course, they can they can follow me from your post on uh, blog talk radio or from your website. So I'm sure we'll get them. Um, like I said, I want to remind people if they sign up for the email list, which they only get one email a week, I'm not one of those, those friends who's going to stuff another friend's mailbox with a bunch of, a bunch of email. Uh, if they sign up for the mailing list, then I'll send them the, the free copy of the ebook. And as they work through those exercises, they're still encouraged and entitled to communicate with me by email. If their questions are simple that I can help them with as they're going through the exercises, then that'll be good. If I if if I feel like they need more time, then we can discuss uh, one-on-one coaching, which I do either over the phone via Skype or by private Google Hangout. Or if somebody lives in the Houston area, they can come visit me in person. But it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot. It's darn hot. It's so hot the dog won't come in the house. She spends most of her day underneath it, underneath it digging in the sand or the soil or whatever <laughs> it is down there. Yeah, it's very okay. hot. You know, I'd be I might give them a break on my rates if they come and take me to their house. <laughs> That's an idea. That's so, an idea. You know, and, yeah. you know, it's those crazy ideas that you that you say as a joke that sometimes end up being uh, end up being you know big deals for you. Um, this week, my aunt told me she wanted to record a song with me and have it on YouTube. And I said, well, why don't we connect via Skype and do it? And she said, okay, like, you know, she didn't even know what I was talking about, but she was in a hurry. Um, and I started thinking, you know, I'd, I would like to record some of my songs with uh, instrumental and vocal tracks. So I sent some emails out today going, hey, uh, you know, I know you're a sound producer or I know you're an ele- electronic geek type, per- type person. What do you think about doing a virtual recording session over Skype? I haven't heard back from anybody yet, but it's just one of those examples of something that I said as a joke at the time. I was being I was being facetious at the very best, but after a while, I started thinking about it. You know, that wasn't a bad idea for something that was a half. You know, something I threw out there trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you're right. Sometimes those turn out to be the best things. You know, or the the biggest things. Is where it where it starts as something not serious at all, but ends up to be something awesome. 
Yeah. So I'll have to like what? watch out on YouTube and see if we've got some, you know, non acapella songs because you've got those out there now to see if they've got some with some instrumentals with it as well. Yeah, well, once I once I get that done, I'll be posting them to Cells uh, and to Gumroad, same as where they can find the uh, the online course. And of course, uh, there will there will be links on the website where they can find you know all this stuff, my coaching, the online course, the book, all of that stuff. So just the blindblogger.net is the best place to start. Okay, super blindblogger.net, and I and that link is on the show page if you're listening here on Blog Talk Radio. So the audio, the program that you just um, created, those are all audio files, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so you guys, who's ever listening, knows where to find Max. And I want to thank you, Max, so much for taking time out of your busy day. I know you you have busy days because you're into lots of things. So thank you so much for taking time to share with all of us here at The Gift of Choice. Um, I, I have really enjoyed the show, and I'm sure our listeners did as well. I've really enjoyed the time we've had today. Uh, it's, it's been it's been one of the, the most enjoyable things I've done in a long time. Um, I do feel like we've, we've shared quite a bit of good stuff with the listeners, and I hope that we do hear from some of them as far as how we may have, have helped them in their own lives. I love hearing from people if, if they don't feel like leaving a comment on the blog and that, you know, maybe they'll send me an email or a message on Facebook or something. Uh, yeah. it's, it's great. It, it's great knowing that I inspire people. It's even better if, if I find out what I inspired them to do. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you can find out the rest of the story. So exactly. is there, is there like one thing, say if, if people left the show today with just one thing, they could only remember one thing because, you know, that life is too busy. What would that one thing be, do you think? What What's the big message that you want people to, to go away with? Well, that's the easiest question you've asked me all day. It's one of the, ah. it's my, it's my core belief, which is I do, I, I do what I can as well as I can today. And then I either do it better or do more tomorrow. And I don't, I don't worry or stress about the things that I can't do anything about today. Yeah, that's great advice and great, great uh, sort of mantra to live by because it covers everything. So thank you, Max, for for spending time with us, imparting your wisdom and your insights with us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, you, you have a great day. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you too, Max. And next Monday I will be back with another great guest, um, I always have such awesome guests. I don't know. These people just kind of pop up, which is awesome. So my little takeaway from today, because I always like to leave you with a little something, is to just do what you can or, or see what there if there is something that you should do to develop your resiliency muscle. Maybe it's an attitude adjustment, seeing things in a different way, expecting the best, practicing gratitude, whatever it is. See what one little thing you can begin with. So... I leave you with that, and next time, on next Monday at 2 p.m., I will see you then. And until then, blessings, everyone. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mmbglobalsolutions.com.